Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hessen, back with another episode here on The Truth. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be doing our Thursday night special for week five here in the NFL. If you guys are new to my Thursday night special and wondering, now, what the hell is a Thursday night special? Well, the good news for you is I'm here to answer that for you. Thursday night special is something that I implemented this year as far as the fantasy and NFL podcasts are concerned. And instead of doing one long podcast, maybe 45 minutes to an hour, I decided to break it into three podcasts with a potential fourth podcast each week. I'll have my Thursday night special, which will just cover the Thursday night game, both in the NFL and fantasy. I'll have my fantasy football slash NFL preview, which will be posted on Saturday, and then my NFL pick which is going to be posted on Sunday. So today, for example, since it's Thursday, I'm going to go over today's Thursday night matchup in the NFL and also in fantasy to get you prepared for this week in the NFL as it kicks off week five with the Colts and the Broncos. But before we can kick off week five and go over the Colts and Broncos game, let's go ahead and recap last Thursday night's game between the Bengals and the Dolphins. The Bengals get their, not their first one of the year, their second one of the year. The Dolphins get their first loss of the year, 27 to 15. If you guys missed my last show, you obviously know, well, you don't know, but you should go look. I talked about the two of uh, situation with him being concussed and went over that in depth. So obviously, if you guys are loyal fans, you know that Tua got injured in that game. But before he got injured, he was 8 for 14, 110 yards and one interception. Teddy Bridgewater went 14 for 23, 193, one touchdown, one interception. Raheem Mostert led the way, 15 rushes, 69 yards. Tyreek Hill, 10 receptions, 160. And then uh, Chase Edmonds, two receptions, 14 yards. And one touchdown. A good win there by the uh, the Dolphins. Sorry, a tough loss there by the Dolphins. On the flip side for the Bengals, Joe Burrow, 20 for 31, 287, two tutties. Joe Mixon, 24 for 61 with a rushing touchdown. T. Higgins had a good game, 7 for 124 and one touchdown. Evan McPherson, 2 for 2 and 3 for 3 on the extra point side. And then Von Bell had a two-interception game. A really good win by the Cincinnati Bengals. And once Tua got hurt, um, I think people were kind of like, okay, Teddy Bridgewater is a good quarterback because he played for the Minnesota Vikings. But obviously he's not Tua Tagovailoa, at least to start this year. And the Bengals will probably have a good win here. I believe they're up 7-6, to six, if I'm not mistaken. It was a tough game for the Dolphins. I did actually, if you guys um, did not see my last Thursday night special, I did have the Bengals winning by a higher score, but still, I got half a point right for the Bengals winning. And now the Dolphins look forward into this week with a matchup against the team that I can't think of off the top of my head, so now i got to go look at it because I feel so pathetic that I don't know who they're playing this week. But they're going to be having to play um, somebody. Oh, Wait, that's week six. I was like, we play the they play the Vikings. No, in week five they play the Jets on the road. Um, so they're gonna have a tough task with that one without Tua Tagovailoa. On the flip side for the Bengals, the Bengals have a Sunday night game on the road against the Baltimore Ravens. Fully healthy, at least for the moment. So interesting to see how these teams pan out. Um, I'll talk about those games more in my NFL Pick'em. Let's go ahead and talk about this Thursday night matchup between the Indianapolis Colts traveling to the Denver Broncos. This is going to be an intriguing matchup. Typically, both sides really like to run the football, especially with Vic Bangio, who's no longer there um, for the Broncos. It was a really heavy emphasis on running the football. Uh, they're 2-2 two two this year, and really they have not been playing that great. I think they've kind of got lucky in some terms. 
Uh, their first week, they lost to the Seahawks 17-16. to Week two, they only beat the Texans 16-9. Week three, they beat the 49ers 11-10 on a tumultuous, tumultuous Sunday night football game. And then they just lost to the Raiders 32-23. to Honestly, for the Broncos, man, it's really disappointing to see. Um, Russell Wilson, I feel like, hasn't done terrible, but he also needs to step it up a little bit, especially with some weapons that he has on the offensive side. They did, however, just lose Javante Williams, which is going to be a, a huge piece uh, to that running game that they're going to end up losing for the rest of the year. And so mixing in Melvin Gordon and Mike Boone has got to be the biggest concern for the Broncos moving forward. On the flip side for the Colts, they've had a very interesting year. They're 1-2-1. One, and one. Um, Obviously, Week 1 tied the Texans 2020, lost to the Jaguars 24-0 in Week 2, then bounced back and beat the Chiefs 20-17 in Week 3, and then just losing to the Titans 24-17. This week, they might also be potentially without their running back in Jonathan Taylor. So they're going to have to do some rearranging and some readjustments there. Um, obviously, Naheem Hines seems to be a very good caliber running back, not only for the Indianapolis Colts, but any team that needs a running back um, you know, who's able to catch the ball in the passing game and then run it effectively in the running game. So we'll see what happens there and see if there's any type of success uh, you know, moving forward. Let's go ahead and move into my two keys to success for both teams. First, starting off with the visitors, the Indianapolis Colts. So typically I record these Thursday night specials on Tuesday night. So at the moment, Jonathan Taylor is questionable for this game. That is why my first key to success is get the running game going with or without Jonathan Taylor, because I do not know if he's playing or not. If Jonathan Taylor is in the game, you got to get him going. Jonathan Taylor has definitely been lacking um, running the football compared to last year where he seemed to be running the football all over the place. And, you know, any team or fantasy owner was extremely lucky to have him. And, you know, the same argument can be applied this year, but a little bit different case scenario. Jonathan Taylor, um, so far this year, you know, he had 31 rushes in week one, 161 and one touchdown, his typical 27.5 points. He only had 7.3 in week two, 12.1 in week three, and then 3.3 in week number four. Jonathan Taylor is a good running back, but on the flip side, the Colts offensive line has been lacking and struggling, which is one of the reasons why the Colts have not been able to run the football effectively. Also with Matt Ryan, um, which is going to be my second key to success, foreshadowing, Matt Ryan has also not been playing the best football as well, and having the passing game not be as effective does hurt the running game. Um, Crazy enough, right? So that's kind of been some factors going into that. Naheem Heinzo has honestly had not too bad of a year as far as a role player is concerned. Like I mentioned, Naheem Hines is a really good option if Jonathan Taylor is not able to go. He's more of a, a threat in the passing game, 6'4 and 5 his first three weeks as far as receptions are concerned. But if Jonathan Taylor is not going to be present in that game, um, I do think that um, Jonathan, well, I know for a fact that Naheem Hines will have to step up in the running game and just have um, more success with that. But also, you know, Running game can come. It's the passing game. I think that's the biggest area of concern for some players that you know are trying to be a good dual threat running back. Now, um, with Naheem Hines being that main running back potentially, and then Deion Jackson being the backup who's in his second season, it's going to be interesting to see how these two running backs are able to, you know, interact with one another. Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines have a good kind of rhythm going. If Naheem Hines gets a start, how does Deion Jackson play? He's going to be playing somewhat. Is he going to be fill into the Naheem Hines role, and is he going to fill in effectively? That's something they go ahead and be watching for moving forward. But anyways, um, that's going to be my first key to success for the Colts in this one. My second key to success is Matt Ryan. You know, Matt Ryan's got to step up to the plate. He's got to show 
that he is a good quarterback in the NFL, although he's probably not the greatest quarterback in the NFL. He's still got some potential to be great, and that's the biggest um, concern, I guess you could say. Uh, obviously, you know, very solid, not solid, fantasy numbers, especially in Week 2 where he had 1.8 points because he threw for 195 and three interceptions. And obviously he's not going to be running the football a lot. He's an old veteran quarterback. Um, he's got to step up to the plate. You don't have the best team. We all know that. He doesn't have the marquee weapons. He has Michael Pittman. That's really it. Paris Campbell, Alec Pierce can get some time. Same with Molly Cox, but Michael Pittman is that main guy as far as wide receivers are concerned. Again, if the running game is being effective and you know is producing, if the running game is working, Frank Wright, as you know, is going to run the football. And there's no issues with that. The issue is the running game hasn't been working. So you put the, the, the trust in the hands of Matt Ryan and he hasn't been performing great. That's the biggest concern. So if the running game's going, Matt Ryan doesn't need to do as much of an impact. If the running game isn't going, Matt Ryan needs to step the hell up and be a good quarterback. On the flip side, for the Broncos, my first key is get the offense going. And in all honesty, that's the biggest downfall for the Broncos right now. They've played the, well, I shouldn't say worst teams in the NFL, but they've played lower caliber teams for the most part to start the year, and their offense really have has not just been getting going. And that, again, same with Matt Ryan. It's one of those things. It's a new quarterback, obviously a veteran quarterback. Still going into a new system is, is interesting, and it's one of those things that you have to take into consideration. Russell Wilson's only thrown one interception on the year, and he has four touchdowns, which is good, um, but he does need to get some wide receivers involved. Cortland Sutton's had a good start to the year. Jerry Judy's been doing fine. Uh, but really, those are the two main options in Denver, and as far as my opinion is concerned. K.J. Hamler can get some touches. Um, Eric Sauber as well at the tight end position. But nonetheless, get the offense going. The offense should be scoring more points. I think, as you guys know, the biggest reason why the offense wasn't succeeding last year for the Broncos was Drew Locke was the quarterback, and you guys know how much I dislike Drew Locke. Now having Russell Wilson, who's won a Super Bowl and established himself in the league, Again, it's an adjustment period. You're two and two. It's no need to panic. Your defense has been playing great. But that offense is able to continue to play well. I mean, look at where you guys can go as far as overall success is concerned. So we'll see uh, how effective that's going to be for them. Um, but I do think it's going to be a good time and a good start to the year for the Broncos as they continue moving forward in this one. My second key to success is the defense just continue to be um, as effective as it's been in stop the Colts running game. As you guys have seen, with the Colts, if you're able to stop their running game, well, their passing game is not that great. And so, you know, you automatically almost put yourself in a prime position to win. It'll be interesting, too, to see um, for the Broncos defense how well they're going to stack up against the Colts offensive line. You look at the defensive line for the Broncos. Um, you got DJ Jones at the nose tackle, Deshaun Williams, and Durant, Draymond Jones. So not the greatest defensive line, but their linebackers are pretty solid. Bradley Chubb, Josie Jewell, and then their secondary is good too. How is the running game going to be able to run past that Broncos defensive line? If they're going to be able to do it well, then the Colts are going to have more success. But like I said, if the Broncos are able to stop the Colts running game, it really looks like a good win for the Broncos. And they're playing in Denver too, which people don't know how much of an impact playing in Denver is. Being at a college where the elevation is higher than typical, Denver's elevation is way higher, and having to consistently run is definitely challenging, to say the least, which can play to their advantage. But the biggest thing for the Broncos as far as key to success is enjoy the home field and stop the Colts running game. And that's pretty much any team that plays the Colts, for that matter. If you stop the Colts running game, you typically are in a good position. Fantasy must start. I'm going to go with Naheem Hines 
even with Jonathan Taylor, because in all honesty, I don't think Jonathan Taylor is going to be playing. That's my prediction. It's my hot take. I don't think Jonathan Taylor is going to play this week, and if he does play, I don't think he'll be as effective. If he's been struggling to get his ground game going, how do you expect him to have success with a sore ankle? You know what I'm saying? I think the Colts should think longevity here. Um, it's a tough situation to go on the road and play in Denver regardless, but going into Denver with your running back that's struggling with an ankle sprain is not necessarily the most smart thing to do, at least in my opinion. Naheem Hines has already established himself with you know the Colts running back, Jonathan Taylor, being out for a period of time before. Naheem Hines is definitely capable of toting that rock. I think Deion Jackson should get thrown into the mix too, but even if Jonathan Taylor starts, he could go out for a period of time, get his ankle retaped up, and that just provides opportunities for Naheem Hines to be successful. I do think, though, that the Colts' running game is definitely going to start getting going um, like it was in Week 1, and it's going to have more success here in Week 4 um, compared to Week 1. Paris Campbell is going to be my must-sit. You know, Paris Campbell, um, I don't think he's really considered to be a better receiver uh, as far as fantasy is concerned, only owned in 1.2% of leagues, and respectively so. I mean, 6.7, 0, 3, and 8.3 points. This week, I don't think it's a good matchup for him as well. We mentioned that secondary that the Broncos have. Going up against uh, Patrick Sertain off the top of, you know, on top of that, was probably going to be lined up against Cortland Sutton, but still, Ronald Darby, a veteran quarterback too, it's going to be tough for the Colts wide receivers to get open and their passing game to you know have success. And the reason why, too, is Paris Campbell hasn't been playing good at all. He's technically the number two wide receiver, I think you could consider him. Um, and, and Matt Ryan has just not really looked his way. So their connection is staggered, and the defense that they're going up against is really staggered, too. So it's just not a good start moving forward, and especially this week playing in Denver. My sleeper is going to be Melvin Gordon the third now. You know, I think people are not necessarily sleeping on Melvin Gordon now, but the way that, you know, he's going to be intrigued and used in that offense is going to be very vital. His one good week was week three where he had 16.5 points, and he's a good dual threat running back too. Mike Boone is a good running back, uh, played for the Vikings previously, but um, having Melvin Gordon, who's been in the Broncos system now for more of a period of time, it's going to be nice to see how much of an impact he has um, in that running game, and like I said, the passing game as well. They also have Latavius Murray, which I'm actually a little bit surprised about because I'm pretty sure he played for the – yeah, he played for the Saints, so I'm not sure how he got out of the Broncos. But they have Latavius Murray, who honestly had a really good game against the Vikings, 11 carries, 57 yards, and a touchdown. So the running backs are fine. Um, but Melvin Gordon's still going to get the bulk of the carries for them, and Melvin Gordon seems to be having – or will seem to have another good game for the Broncos – and now with Javante Williams out, Melvin Gordon is going to be a hot trade topic to pick up and see where you can use him moving forward. And then KJ Hamler is going to be my bust, a similar situation. He's only got one reception this year. Um, the Broncos have a good solid duo as far as Jerry, Judy, and Cortland Sutton in the passing game. But I feel like, too, in order to have success in the passing game, you need to have three main guys that are going to be able to kind of spread the wealth because, again, most teams have at least one good cornerback, sometimes even two. If those two guys are trapped up, then you're not able to have as much success in the passing game. And maybe that's why both teams are struggling so far in the passing game because for the Colts, Matt Ryan, if you're a defense, you're always going to throw to Michael Pittman all the time. Broncos, most of the time, I'd say throw to Cortland Sutton and then you know Jerry Judy as well. But if you lock those two up, you always have a third guy. A uh, private example off the top of my head is K.J. Osborne for the Minnesota Vikings. He's a good, solid third choice. And sometimes he just gets 
left in open and um, doesn't get the best matchups just because he's a third solid receiver. So if both teams were able to kind of get some more depth as far as wide receivers are concerned, I think their passing games would be better and their overall success would be better. But they just don't have that right now. And uh, it's just going to be interesting to see how that moves moving forward. My game prediction, I'm going to go with the Broncos 26-17 to 17 at home. I do think Naheem Hines will have a rushing and receiving touchdown. That's my hot take for the week. I do think um, that the Broncos are going to win. It's just hard to play in Denver, especially with how bad the Colts' offense has been playing. Their defense has been lacking, too. I think the Broncos' offense gets going. I think McManus has a good day, good day kicking field goals. And the Broncos win this one 26-17 to kick off Week 5. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Truth. I hope you guys did enjoy it. Make sure you like, comment, share, whatever you guys do. But most importantly, make sure you follow The Truth on Twitter at The Truth as one to stay up to date with the latest information regarding The Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information of value. Until next time, it's your host. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hessen, signing out. Take care. Good night. We'll talk to you later. Peace out.